two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Hey guys, welcome back to Yappy Hour, a podcast about navigating the waters of young adulthood through discussion of pop culture, existential crises, and self-reflection. I'm Kat. I'm Leah. And I'm Mia. And welcome back to Yappy Hour Season 2. Woo! Super excited for anyone who listened to us in Season 1 and is back for Season 2. We have a lot more planned this season, though, in terms of what we're going to talk about and hopefully... Maybe some guests, but yeah, we're really excited for season two. Today we're going to be talking about college. We've been out of college for about two and a half years. Um, I think college is one of those things when you're in high school, it's like this huge like fantasy. There's all these like stereotypes about college, all these things to look forward to. And I think it's a really good topic to talk about if we have any young listeners out there preparing for college. It also feels like life kind of ends after college. Like, no one talks about that part after. It's depressing to think about it that way. But do you ever, like, recall hearing, like, stories or watching movies about how difficult it is, like, figuring yourself out after college? No, you see movies about (laughs) college itself because it's so amazing. I feel like college (laughs) is, like, where most people peak. <laughs> you like not us. Oh, so we're still on the glow up. You're saying, yeah. Okay. That's I good. feel like college was not. I I like college, but I definitely don't miss it the way you miss it. Later. I miss college. Actually, I'll admit that I don't yeah. miss college at all. I miss the freedom. I feel like it was, which is ironic because yeah, now people would freedom. say like, oh, you have yeah. so much more freedom as an adult. But I think it's the direction. It's not the freedom. It's mm. the direction I miss because it's like. You go through those four years knowing you're working towards something, and that feels good. And then when you're free, it's like, what am I working towards? And that's just like everyone finds their purpose somehow, and like some people are lucky to know early on. But for me, I personally feel like that's something I've struggled with out of college. I definitely miss being surrounded by people who are you're like struggling with, like as a community. You're all like in midterms you're all like staying up pulling all-nighters or you're all you know during final season or you're all in your third year starting to think about your future like I really miss that like collective struggle but I also (laughs) miss learning because I feel like on my job I'm not like you know studying for something Mm -hmm. or anything I like yeah I do miss the learning aspect I feel like I well I guess did you guys know you wanted to go to college like in high school because I was very much anti-college I didn't even want to go to college (laughs) I think it was definitely expected. Well, expected is one thing, because it was expected of me to go to college, right. but I didn't have a desire to go to college, if that makes sense. I was very much a nerd in high school. I was very academically competitive, so I was like, I need to get into a really good college, and that's all I cared about. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted to go to college, it's I wanted to get into a good one so everyone knew that I was smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that in the environment, since we went to the same high school, it was very like academically competitive. And yeah. so I think the college was, like, your final hurrah. Like, look what I can do, basically. And, like, goodbye to everyone else that's known me. Um, but I think 
I wanted to go to college. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Once again, it seems like it's something that was just expected, and I was like, cool, seems fun. So, I definitely think there was a stigma to not go to college, though. Like, I think what drove me to ultimately go to college was everyone's expectation that I would go to college, even, like, my school's expectation. Like, they boasted about, like, everyone in my year went to, like, got accepted to colleges. Like, that was something that they would brag about. And so there was that expectation. Also, like, my mom's expectation. But, like, I didn't feel like I needed college to be successful in life. Did you know what you wanted to do? Is that, like, kind of... Because you knew what you wanted no, to do, I didn't you know felt what like to do. education wasn't necessary. I hated necessary. school. That was my thing. I just hated school. I hated sitting in a classroom. I, even in high school, I hated school. I would like give bare minimum. Like I had good grades, but it was like I never did more than was expected of me because I didn't like learning in that environment. So when I the idea of like going to another four years of like academia and like more grades and more tests, and more essays. I was like, that's not how I want to learn. Like, I would rather be out in the world learning. But no, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. Didn't you also go to a small school? Yeah. So, well, I went to a small high school of mm-hmm. only, my my graduating class was like 50 kids. And then I went to a small college as well. So I went to Occidental College in Los Angeles. Lee and I went there. And that was only... 2000. 2000. But it was only 2000, like, when we started graduating. When we first entered, I think we were only at, like, 1,500 in the whole school. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was, like, really it was small. really small. Whole school. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller barred school. It's, like, smaller than our high school. Like, 9 through 12 cat. <laughs> yeah. So I went to UCLA, and my class was 5,000 people. <laughs> so. Actually, I'm really curious why you guys chose Oxy, because... I, like, didn't even know that school existed before I found out Leo was going there. Actually, yeah, yeah, Mia, you should start because if you didn't want to go to college, like, why'd you choose Oxy (laughs) then? Of all places, like, you know? Yeah. Okay, well, again, so I didn't want to go to college, so I knew I wanted to do, I wanted to get the college process over as soon as possible, so I did ED to Occidental, and if you don't know, it's it's early decisions. Basically, if you get accepted to that school, you're bound to that school. You can't apply or go anywhere else. So I did ED, and I found out, before anyone else in, like, November, which was a blessing. Because, like, while everyone else was, like, stressing over colleges, I was like, I'm in. But, um, no, I chose Oxy because it was warm, honestly. That's such a bad reason. But I grew up in New York where it was cold, and, like, I suffered from seasonal depression. Like, it was real. And so the idea of being in, like, sunny Southern California, that was the dream for me. And I had an interest in film. I didn't know that I was going to, like, major in that. And I knew Oxy had, like, a film program. I didn't know the extent of it. But ultimately, yeah, I toured the campus. I was like, yeah, this is a nice school. I'll I'll go here. How did you hear about it? Because, like, UCLA also has a really great film school. There was just, like, a girl in the year above me who went there. And, like, my college counselor was like, you should look at this school. And I was like, okay. And I I met my mom because she was at, at some conference in Santa Cruz. And she was like, well, we're here. Like, why don't we go down and look at Occidental? I was like, okay. I also looked at UCLA, and I immediately knew that I would not succeed there. (laughs) I, like, got on campus, and I was immediately overwhelmed. I was like... I will fail here. I will be in my closet and make no new friends. <laughs> because of the size? Yeah, it's so intimidating. That campus is huge. Like, and there's so many people. Like, yeah. I, I knew myself I wouldn't have, I would not have been able to succeed there. Yeah. Actually, I talked about this with my coworkers a few days ago. So at my work, we have a lot of UCLA grads. And we were with this alum who was like 20 years older. And she was like, yeah, I heard UCLA has the most applicants, like, in the whole nation. Like, it must be really hard to get in now. And I honestly didn't think it was hard to get in just because it didn't, 
Like, I just expected to get in because I didn't know anything about UCLA status before applying. I was actually really wanted to go to Stanford because my brother went there. And when I toured it and felt the atmosphere, I just thought it would be for me. And since, again, I was a nerd in high school, I didn't want to go to, like, a party school. And I heard UCLA was this huge party school, <laughs> which is a myth. Anyone applying to UCLA, it's not a huge party school, I swear. When I was applying to colleges, I didn't really care about, like, party culture. I don't really know what I cared about, honestly. I, I would think- say good because Oxy didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, Oxy was party culture was dead. There's, like... A funny parody, like the I'm Schmacked mm-hmm. music video oh that went around gosh. for Oxy, and it was like that that song, Turn Down for What? And then just people in the library. Like, <laughs> anyway, so I think for me, I played soccer in high school, and I was like set on like playing in college just because I thought it was a good way to get into college. Like, I just thought, mm-hmm. oh, I've played soccer for 10 years of my life, like, let's use it in college but I didn't want to play d1 because I was like I'm not good enough for that so then I was looking at d3 schools and then I was like oh oxy came up on the list for d3 and then I was like oh they have good academic ratings so I was like oh if I can play soccer and go to a good school for academics sounds good and then lo and behold I don't make varsity my (laughs) in high school so I'm like soccer's not for me but I had already kind of like had my heart set on oxy at that point even though soccer was not on the table anymore so I just kind of stuck with it. And then like Mia, there was a girl in our high school that also went to Oxy. So I was like, oh, she's smart and she's good at soccer. Like, Wait, you it can't be that bad. You couldn't play soccer at Oxy if you didn't play varsity in high school? I think it was a morale thing for me. It's like, oh. if I'm not good enough to make varsity here. But also, Kat will vouch to this that our high school was like pretty competitive and very political. Like, let the record show I should have made it. <laughs> but um, it was just for me, I was like, if I can't make varsity here, like, I don't really see why I should continue to play. It was because like, you were adopted, wasn't no, <laughs> What? <laughs> Everything's because I'm adopted. No, I'm <laughs> but that was why. And then, like, the academics were good. No party life. But you yeah. make friends, like, good relationships like I have with Mia. And that's what college is for. Did you guys tour before you applied? or Because you're in Hawaii. I'm like, are you going to fly all the way to California to look at a school? I did not. I didn't tour any college. I visited my brother at Stanford, uh, like, during spring break, my junior year, and then we also toured Santa Clara and Berkeley, so that's in the Mm -hmm. area, so I actually got, so I got waitlisted for Stanford, and then I got into Berkeley, and my impression was, like, Berkeley is, like, the UC equivalent to Stanford, I should just go there. When I toured the campus, like, Berkeley is known to be in a very, like, liberal area, there's a lot of, there's all this history about the protests that happened on campus, Mm -hmm. and it was just too, people were too noisy for me. Like, in Hawaii, everyone's, like, really political, like, politically apathetic. So no one really cares about anything. So I just didn't like that environment. So then I toured UCLA um, after I got in. And then I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I just, like, <laughs> I was so very set on, like, the status. Like, yeah. I didn't, from what I heard, I didn't seem like UCLA was, like, a really good school to me. I, that's a myth also. It's actually a very good school. But <laughs> since I wasn't under the impression there's, like, you know, Stanford, Harvard, you know, Yale and all that, I was like, I don't – I kind of want to go to Berkeley for the name. But I kind of got over that and decided that UCLA was a better fit. Did SoCal play into your decision? Like, what other schools did you apply to? I literally applied to, like, eight SoCal schools, one school in Canada, and then Notre Dame. And that's it. <laughs> that's so what random. Yeah. What, Notre Dame, I don't know. Notre Dame, I think it's because it's, like, a good school, and I needed to have, like, one school that wasn't in California. I don't know. I just felt like it was, it was like, my college counselor telling me to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even know where Notre Dame is. Do you guys know where that it's is? It's in Indiana. Okay, yeah, I just know it's cold. So Mia applied to one college. Well, no, I was I was planning on applying to. I had my applications for like twenty colleges. Okay, college. So, wait, no one talks about how expensive college applications. Yeah, are. you had to pay for every like ninety dollars. Stanford's was the most expensive. It was like over a hundred. I was like, and I used to. There's so like it's not just like an application with your name and information and you send in your transcript. It's like long questions like essay long questions about like you and like what you want to do in life and i did that for literally like 20 schools even though you did ed well because the way my school did it was like if you didn't get your ed they wanted everything to be ready already Uh, and so i needed to have all my stuff done by december anyway that makes sense but then i got ed and i didn't end up using any of it but yeah i basically had to write essays for every school I didn't end up obviously paying the application, but I was ultimately ready to. But um, no, I applied to mostly East Coast schools. Oxy was the only school on the West Coast that I applied to. The other one that I was choosing, I got an EA to Tulane, which is um, early action. So I had choice there. But um, once I did ED, then it was it's game over. <laughs> did you intend to stay in LA post-grad? Like, obviously you were interested in film, but was yeah. that like you knew... like? Was the college decision like, oh, L.A. is a nice weather and I like film, so I know that's where the industry is? Or it was like, I want to go there for school and then maybe get a job after and see where it goes? I had no idea where I wanted to be after college. I didn't even know that I wanted to do film until, like, I declared sophomore year. Like, I was pretty much an open book in terms of where I was going to end up. You are there for the parties. I was there for the <laughs> non-existent parties. Yeah, turn up in the library. <laughs> you. I, it's just so funny because, like, I went to like a like one party in like uh, Long Beach University or Cal, Cal State Long Beach, and like the parties there are like comparing it to an oxy party is like a joke. Like an oxy party would be like people crammed into like dingy houses, like living rooms, like, and then you go to like a real like state university party or like a real university party, and it's like a whole nother ball game. Like it's it's crazy. Anyway, I'm off topic, but um. No, I didn't know where I wanted to stay. I feel like that's impossible. Did you know you wanted to stay in California? That's, no. Yeah. You don't have the foresight when yeah, you're like 18. You don't. You're just trying to get away from home, honestly. I was like, California is kind of as close to home as I can be while still also being away. So that was like my idea for being in LA. I think most people from our high school like end up in California for college. Yeah, definitely the West Coast. Yeah. It's just, it's easy. It yeah. is. People move back after college. If you move back... You better have a plan to move away again or else you're going to get trapped. I've seen people move back home and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to like stay home for like a year or so, mm-hmm. save money. And then three years later, like, so when are you moving to like where you said you're going to move? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm still planning it. And I feel like it's very hard, like going back to Hawaii and trying to, you know, find an apartment back on the mainland when you're still in Hawaii. I think a lot of um, the people who left for college stay like us. Like, we went to school in SoCal. We stayed in SoCal. Like, people that I know did who did go to the East Coast are still on the East Coast. I think it's yeah. pretty common because you start getting used to the city. Like, you feel like it has become your home. At least yeah. that's what I felt, like, by my second or third year at Oxy. I was like, wow, L.A. is really becoming, like, my home, and I like it. Yeah. It's so interesting because it was so different from my high school. Like, I would say probably, like, 50% of my tiny high school graduation class, like, moved back to New York. In New York, there's so much to do. That's true. (laughs) But I definitely felt like there was a pressure for me to move back home, too. Like, back to New York after I graduated. Um, Just because, like, literally everyone moved back home. 
even if they went to school in like cities that they mm-hmm. liked and stuff. But yeah, I mean, job opportunity, I guess, is just more abundant in New York. When your friends move back home, do you did they like move into their own apartment or did they move back into their parents? Most people move back in with their parents. There were a handful that like. I would say just now or like in the past year started getting their own places. But I would say for the first year that they moved back to New York, they lived with their parents. And yeah, now I would say probably like half of them have their own places. I don't want to say that I like look down on that. Like, you know, people have their reasons for moving back in with their parents. But personally, I would not be able to do that. Like after I graduated, even my dad asked me like, oh, so are you going to like move back home? Like and he meant like, you know, back into his house. And I was like. No, like, why, why would I do that? And it, it's like nice, it's comforting. You can definitely save money. You're close to your family. I understand if like you back home to be close to your family again because it is yeah. hard being away. But for me, that seemed like taking a step backward. I definitely like living on my own now. Like I, I would have been fine moving back home, I think, just because I just think I would be fine moving back home. Your but dogs are there. Yeah, my dogs. My, <laughs> I know my mom's there and like, I don't think we would like butt heads really, but I definitely like that I live on my own in LA. Like I like that freedom and like not feeling like when I'm home even, like I feel like I always need to like check in with my mom, like tell her where I am, what time I'll be home and stuff like that. Whereas here, I don't do any of that, obviously. I have friends who are still like in Hawaii, like mm-hmm. they're actually still going to school and just like talking to them and knowing how like different life is living on my own in LA when they still live with their parents and go to school. I'm like, that's just, we're in such two different places in our lives. It's kind of crazy. I feel like I revert when I go home. I revert back <laughs> to like, yeah, mom, can I go out and like see Kat for a couple hours? Like, yeah, I can know. I borrow the car? <laughs> like, I definitely revert. So I can't imagine like placing my adult self um, in my like past community or environment. I was, I was actually thinking about that because <laughs> um, I just turned 25 in December and when I went home, I was asking my mom for rides places because me and both my brothers share a car. So I'm like, mom, can you drop me off at the mall? And I'm like, wait, I'm 25. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> like, it's a weird feeling. Yeah. Like, this is not acceptable anymore. <laughs> but whenever I would go home for breaks, it was just interesting seeing how the population in Hawaii is so different than the population at UCLA. Um, when I was in Hawaii, like everyone is, even if you're not Asian, you like know things about Asian cultures just because it's just such a hodgepodge of like cultures, like people who aren't Japanese would know like when girls day is and like traditions like that. So before I went to UCLA, I had never, you know, met an Indian person before, even like Hispanic people. That's not a huge community in Hawaii. Um, So it was interesting to kind of get exposed to that diversity. I also learned a lot about like European people just because I always had the stigma, like the only type of white person is blonde and blue eyes. And then I met like a brunette and I was like, is she Asian? Like, I imagine I, what your experience was like when you met a ginger. <laughs> I was like, I actually had so many like misconceptions in my head. And it's just because we grew up around certain things. But I mean, Oxy was super diverse, which I'm like appreciative of. Um, and I also think it just had a large Asian community, which I kind of fell in because that's where my comfort was. If you really look at Oxy's breakdown, like it's still majority white. It's like 56% white. That's because there were a lot of mixed people, so they count them as white. white? I don't know what I made that up, but there were a lot of mixed people at Oxy. <laughs> I think what, Ox- what I, I mean, race did play into college, my application for college too, but I think it's sad. But what did draw me or what made me comfortable with Oxy was that it was still white enough that like 
it was similar to like what I experienced in high school, but also had like all these little subcultures of like minorities, basically, where I felt like if I jumped into UCLA, I feel like I would have been overwhelmed by the Asian population because like UCLA is huge. Like University of Caucasians lost in Asians. Exactly. That's what UCLA sounds for. (laughs) But I just feel like I I saw the percentage of Asians at UCLA. I forget the exact percentage, but it's the majority. And like, I feel like, Oxy was like a safe medium for me where I was like, okay, I could still be around white people, but I could also still like dip my toes into these other subcultures. But ultimately that that ended up not happening or I was obviously closer to Asian people. But it was so interesting because it did play a part, but it was the reverse of you guys where it was like you were looking for more Asians, I guess, because it felt more natural for you. Whereas I was looking for more of a white community with like Asians that I could like get to know because I really didn't know anything about my Asian identity I'll be honest like going into college I was like the whitest Asian you've ever met but that's interesting that Leah Leah's perception of Oxy is more Asian even though mm-hmm. the num- hard numbers say mm. otherwise because same for UCLA I still thought there were hella white people there yeah like even though like if you do look at the number breakdown maybe it's because more Asians are like just not going out or something you know like <laughs> parties is lots of white people but i do think it a lot of yeah. it is like who you seek to be friends with like That's true too. when yeah. i was starting like i remember we had like o team which is like when you're forced to be in groups and stuff and i was like i always tended to try to be friends with asians and i don't like i don't think i did it consciously but i remember there was like a filipino in my group and i was like friend <laughs> like i felt like there was just something there i mean it's like a psychological thing yeah. if someone looks like you you're gonna be more comfortable but then yeah if them. mia like grew up around white yeah. people it makes sense no, it's true because i was your freshman year you had a lot of like <laughs> non-asian friends yeah i was actually just looking back at freshman year photos of myself and every photo i was like wow these are some white people that i'm <laughs> friends with like every single one of them is white but do you think when they looked at you they saw they obviously saw you as an asian person but once you started talking to them do you think they were like oh She's like one of us, you know? Because you say, like, you're, like, the whitest Asian you'll meet, but do you think they perceived you as that? I don't know. I feel like, I think maybe subconsciously, no, which is probably why I didn't, like, maintain those friendships was because, like, I do think there's, like, inter-race stereotypes or, like, you're just, like, more, uh, how do I say that? You're more Drawn? drawn to people of your own race, which, I mean pros and cons of that but I think yeah I I was drawn to these white groups of people because that's what my high school was but I don't necessarily they saw they didn't see me that way because they didn't grow up with me and so that's probably why those relationships kind of fizzled out and why I started developing relationships with more Asian people because they didn't know my background if that makes sense you know they didn't know that I went to like a all white school but when I first met you I knew you were adopted but we talked about our adoptee radar before <laughs> you knew I was adopted yeah I told you anyone that looks Asian has like a whitish last name oh the name and then like the mannerisms yeah. I'm like the name is a adopted. giveaway yeah. yeah the name is giveaway <laughs> yeah it's interesting you mentioned that a lot of your friends um like in your first two years of college were white people because that's that's how I was before I joined an Asian sorority in my second year and so in my first year, a lot of my friends who lived in my dorm were white or they were Indian or Hispanic. I have like a very diverse group of friends. Then once I joined an Asian sorority, it was all Asian. And I think that also has really like kind of off track, really changed my perception of the kind of partner I seek. Like I can't see myself like dating anyone other than someone who's Asian because I've just been so surrounded by those people in college. I will, yeah, I will, I will agree with that and say like, 
my first year at Oxy, I was more attracted to like white men. Like I didn't look at Asian men at all. I would say like at parties and stuff or like at social events, like Asian guys weren't even on my radar. I just, but again, I think that's like a stems from like my, like how I was raised in high school and stuff like that. But obviously that changed because I'm dating someone Asian, but yeah. But even like in high school, I wasn't like, I can only date an Asian person. I think it's because Everyone out of high school, whether you're Asian or white or Hapa, we all had the common cultural background. So I think now the reason why it's really hard for me to see myself dating someone who's not Asian is because there's no cultural bond. Like, I actually, I never really thought much about interracial couples. I was like, yeah, that seems like pretty normal. But now that I really think about it, I'm like, that is just so interesting to me. Like, this is super off topic, but how you can date someone who like doesn't share any common cultural background with you. But I think that's, that's why it was easier for, like, me or Leah to, like, see an Asian person in our class and be like, oh, I can talk to them because, like, there's just, like, some common thread between us, you know? You brought up meeting people at parties. <laughs> what was partying like? Because I, you obviously said we didn't meet, like, I mean, we didn't have a lot of parties. I never met someone cool at a party. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would always go to parties with my friends, but, like, I wouldn't talk to other people. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it was like... I was I'm just, not talking about meeting people. I'm just talking about, like, hooking up with people. <laughs> it's not like Let's meeting friends, that. though. I never hooked up in college. I was like... Yes, you no did. way. No, I don't. <laughs> Mia, don't give me those eyes. You did hook up with people in college. Wait, what? We have to define hooking up, though. Is no, it just okay. Like- I didn't... So, I, Mia's correct. But what I'm saying <laughs> is not... I didn't meet them at parties. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, I've never, like, Where, did gone... Did you meet them in class? <laughs> hey do you want to study <laughs> no <laughs> i exclusively met them on like apps which is so dumb i know we've talked no, about you've so also far. met people you also met some of them no. in class they they are in my class but i only started talking because of an app that was like apps were my segue into every single type of Wow, shit, I guess Hook you're up right. relationship like it. yeah, it's kind of right. toxic thank god i'm off those but like whatever (laughs) but anyways I had like like party culture in college was weird for me because I feel like that is part of college is like kind of exploring hooking up and like your sexuality and then I never I feel like I never had that but it's also like I was pretty reserved Mm. I think like against it in my own ways Um, you had your own experience with those apps yeah but like was I don't know Mm. I like I used to go to frat row a lot in like my freshman Mm. year and then after I joined Asian sorority, like, these, this Asian, like, Greek culture is just, like, so different than the IFC frats and, like, uh, sororities that are, like, more nationally lo- known that you, like, see, like, on TV and stuff. Um, so, like, Asian frats and, like, Asian sororities had their own parties that were, like, exclusive. Like, you could not enter as an outsider. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You, like, we had a party with, like, a frat, and then it was just, like, our sorority and, like, their frat, and that's it. Um, but I go to go to Fat Row a lot, and I guess I never, like, met anyone there, now I'm thinking about it. Maybe we play, play beer pong with some strangers or something, but I think I, like, hooked up with someone, like, once at a frat party, and then that was, like, the extent of my experience on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, did you guys ever go to... anything, it's awful. Mia, <laughs> yeah, you said you went to, um, a, a Long Beach party, but have, has anyone else, like, gone to, like, a different college campus or a different college, like, party? 
I did go to USC once. They were having like a paintball party. Paint a paintball party? This <laughs> 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 sounds dangerous. You know, we shouldn't do while you're trying. <laughs> it wasn't paintball. It was a paint party. Sorry. Paint party. So what did you do? Um, honestly, I think like you're supposed to wear black. No, you. Okay, I Is don't it, even know. No, I have one have, photo of this highlighter night. Highlighter party? Maybe I have one photo of this night, and it's just like fluorescent paint on me. I don't remember oh. this because I wasn't friends with you freshman year. Oh, uh, freshman year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was different. It was their Greek row. That was something I never yeah. experienced because at Oxy, it's like maybe two parties going on at a night, and they're like always hosted by the athletic teams because that's like the Greek life at Oxy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're very like on opposite sides of campus or like mm. on off dorm off-campus housing and it's like was it on friday fridays saturdays i feel like they coordinated the dates it's like if you knew someone else was having a friday then you would go to saturday but then when i went it was like a whole row and it was just like yeah. it was like a block party almost and yeah. i was like that is quite interesting cows, cows, cows there <laughs> <laughs> she's like I, I think you, yeah, yeah, yeah i was there too yeah, i saw you actually ucla um frat row when I was there, I don't know how it is now, but their parties were always on Thursdays. And what I thought or what I had heard is it was on Thursdays because upperclassmen didn't have classes on Fridays. But what I heard recently, which is an, uh, like an excuse I'd never heard, was that they had their parties on Thursdays so high school students wouldn't go to their parties. Mm-hmm. That makes That's sense. Whack. We, but like... Were you going to parties in high school? I was not. Wait, I talked about this with my coworker. I think the reason <laughs> we didn't go to parties is because... Like, people who go to UH just live at home. They're not going to have a party in their apartment. They don't have an apartment. That's savage. But I wasn't going to college parties, but I went to high school parties. You went to high school parties, Leah. Like, two. You told me you used to sneak out of your house. I did. Where like, were twice. you going? Both two. <laughs> Nancy, if you're listening to this, she never snuck out. <laughs> Mom's not here. <laughs> so, would you say parties were, like, your favorite thing about college? Hell no. <laughs> I think Some people live for that. Don't give me that. The parties at Occidental sucked, though. Then what was like? What about you, Kat? Okay, well, I, I actually think about this a lot. I do miss the Asian Greek life because we just like it was just this own community. Like we weren't just at parties with like random people. We're like at parties with our friends because we formed these relationships with these other fraternities. And for Asian Greek life, you can. You don't just make friends with, like, UCLA frats. You make friends with, like, USC frats, UC Irvine frats, like, everywhere. So I was actually at USC pretty often. I do miss that, but I'm not going to say, like, I want to go to college just to experience those parties again, you know? What was your most favorite thing? I'm trying to think of, like, college? Yeah. Parties was the first thing that you asked about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm asking you now if it's not parties. What is it? The food cat? Okay, UCLA Dining has the number one dining Y'all are weird. in the nation. Wait, actually, Kat makes a good point. I miss the like the accessibility of food. Like to go to a dining hall and literally have everything prepared and just select it. That's true. That it was, was so awesome. How, how was your dining halls? Because ours it's were good. like buffets. Okay, like, it was good go. for like the first year, and then I was like, I'm okay, tired. But of everything this. was like homemade. Like it's That's not like true. we had like Panda yeah. Express chains. It's like or like we didn't have a row of just fast food it was like everything was actually made in the cafeteria That's and it true. was like they really tried to accommodate all types of dietary restrictions like vegan they did gluten-free like vegetarian and that was cool but there wasn't much variety once you've tried everything is what i'm yeah. trying to say like every they had pasta every wednesday potatoes every thursday <laughs> like and then they always had like salmon and rice yeah, but, but it, like it didn't ver- there was no variety although yeah. i did love their thanksgiving 
Oh my god, I went. So like, what I'm hearing so is UCLA's is still better. <laughs> well, you had a buffet. Yeah, ours could, wasn't buffet. We had like four dining halls, and one was Asian themed, and then there's oh, that's like two cool. like American themed, and then we had B plate, which is like like healthy and like vegan, and like it was. Were you telling yeah, me you like better. you were talking to someone just because he could swipe you a meal once? Yeah. So hmm, <laughs> you I had was, swipes for you to enter. You paid you for swipe. a swipe. Mm-hmm. That was like your meal plan, but like, then, it wasn't based on the food. Yeah. So it was kind of a rip off. Like if you swipe mm-hmm. for you know coffee and a bagel versus mm-hmm. swipe to get into a buffet. Got it. Um, it's like kind of a ripoff, so that's why you have to go to the dining halls. But I think I would have over eaten, over eaten. Oh yeah, that's why everyone I used to. <laughs> yeah, college, once you move to the apartments in your second or third year, you lose so much weight because you stop eating because you don't know how to cook. <laughs> yeah, freshman fifteen is real. I didn't even do it when I was like young adult fifteen. <laughs> oh, you didn't gain weight your first year? No, it did not. None. None. I think it's because I played rugby. Rugby was a big part of my oh. college career. And so, like, being yeah. active, I well, was like, you, I made you want to join the rugby team. Well, since I wasn't playing soccer, <laughs> because I wasn't good enough. You didn't even try out. You could have tried out. I you played have. club soccer. I did play club soccer. Anyways, I just, like, by the second year, sorry, by the second week in, there's so much free time in college. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what to do. And all I had known was exercise. Like soccer had taken up my free time for like all of high school and middle school. So I was like, let's play a sport. And then Oxy only had club rugby or club frisbee. And my perception of frisbee was like cross country with a disc. And I was like, I don't like that. You know I did frisbee. I'm right here. I did it for one year. No, two. Anyways, it's cross country (laughs) with a disc. So I was like, let's try rugby. It's like a mix of football and soccer, everyone says. So I was like, I know soccer, don't know football. And then, yeah. I don't know, it just, I don't, I think it did shape my career a lot. I love the rugby team and, like, the family it provided for me. Because I think it's, like, Kat, you found yourself in Greek life and, like, that community. I found myself with, like, the rugby team. And it just made me feel like a home in college. Do you still talk to a lot of your teammates now? Three of them, I'd say. We're not, a lot of them moved away. So it's, like, kind of distant friendships, but I would say that, there are a couple people that I played with from freshman year to senior year, and, like, we're really good friends. It's funny, though. It's, like, because I joined rugby, too, for the first week. <laughs> and, know. like, it's funny that we probably were there at the same time, but we didn't know each other. Yeah. And I quickly dropped it. But I know. You didn't like it. It's funny to think about if I had stayed with it, like, how our friendship would be different if, like, we had met in rugby versus yeah. the way that we did meet. Because, <laughs> yeah. Rugby had some, like... <clears throat> rugby had some great people. It's but a then stigma. It, but no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just <laughs> saying, some of the rugby girls when I joined were a little weird. They are weird, but it's, it just, was, just was like intimidate. No, no, no. Like the the, the veterans, <laughs> hey. I guess. Like the older people on the team, like the captain stuff. Like some of them just they were very like in your face, loud, and like they were. It, it was intimidating as a freshman to just be like all of a sudden like yelled at by like. A scary looking woman. Yeah. But um the the people like when you were on it and team captain and stuff, I really liked your rugby team. Did you have a like a club or group that you're part of for most of <laughs> Why do you laugh? That was so rude. Wow, were you in like some weird No, I joined Ultimate Frisbee, but I only joined junior year or sophomore. I don't remember. Sophomore, so only sophomore for year. year. Yeah, only yeah. Um I really liked Ultimate Frisbee. I guess if I had one regret about college was that I didn't do enough. I didn't put myself out there enough for, like, on-campus activities or on-campus groups. Like, I wish I had 
actually stuck with something because I feel like I didn't have that community that you both had with like your team or your uh, sorority. I kind of was just like a floater. I had like pockets of friends Mm -hmm. from like different groups, but I didn't have like a team, I would say like for that one year Frisbee and that was really fun. But then the team went downhill. Yeah, I guess that's one regret I had. Like I wish I had been more involved in like school activities. I think part of it though is that you did have a boyfriend early on in college career, your college career. So the fact that he would come visit you every weekend, it's like that does take a good chunk of the time you would have had to yourself. And so that makes, it makes sense. That you've, like, felt that way. Or even, but not even, like, a group. Like, I feel like I, like you said, you have a lot of spare time, and it's true. I wish I had been working or, like, Mm -hmm. filling that time with something, like, more productive. That makes sense? Because I feel like I just had my classes and stuff. Um, And then I got, like, a job senior year. But even before that, you have so much downtime that a team helps or sorority helps or a job helps. And I definitely didn't have that, so. I would say that'd be my advice to college cat is to take advantage of the resources on campus Mm -hmm, like whether it be extracurriculars or like like literally anything that the school has to offer like activities or special events I feel like while I did join a sorority and I did I did a few clubs my first year I did colleges against cancer did relay for life um I did some volunteering I kind of wish I did more of that um just because I'm the type of person who doesn't like to like, as an adult, if you want to do something, you have to go out there and find a way to do it. So if I wanted to volunteer or something, I have to literally go research it, like, join a group or go to shelter or something. Whereas in college, they, they do everything for you. They're mm-hmm. like, you want to volunteer? Just join this club. We do everything for you. So I kind of wish I did more of that in college. Yeah. It's kind of ironic because my first two years of college, I would say, were, like, perfect. I was so carefree. I loved everything that I was doing, basically. I had a work-study job. I had my rugby team. I felt like my time was very well allocated, and I enjoyed everything I was doing. And then by the second two years, I was a ball of stress about, like, jobs, internships, and everything. And I feel like I would have told myself in the last two years to enjoy college more because, I don't know, I felt like it was just unnecessary, and I didn't really, like as Kat said, take advantage of all the resources that were there because I was just, like, in my room, like, freaking out about my future. (laughs) I think the other thing about the college resources is they do have resources to help you find a career or a job, and I think I didn't use that as much either. Like, I definitely should have done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely didn't use, like, any college resources. (laughs) You got your first job through an Oxy alum. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, but... I don't mean, like, I mean, like, actual on-campus resources. I know they had all those workshops, like, resume. Those were lame, though. Yeah, but I didn't do any of them, so I didn't know if they were lame. Yeah. Did you do one? Yes, I did, actually. It was, like, it's hard to listen. Yeah, it's, like, how to make your profile, your LinkedIn profile, or, like, here's a headshot day. And, like, those were helpful, but at the end of the day, it's kind of hard when they... They don't really know your skill set and they can just tell you like how to kind of market it. But then it's really hard to get like specific advice on like, this is what I know. And like, these are the classes I take. Like, how is that relatable to a career? I wish that I talked to more of my professors because if any of you listening are trying to go to grad school, that is so important. Like Mm -hmm. the teacher recommendations. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to go to grad school, but well, first reason I didn't go is because it's expensive <laughs> but the other reason when I was looking at the apps I would just get so stressed out that you needed like two recommend two or three recommendations and I was like I never talked to my professors mm-hmm, right. ever so I wish I did that and I wish I talked to more professors about how they 
you know, how they got to where they are now, like why they're doing what they're doing. Because um, one of my professors was, is like a counselor or like a therapist. And I really wish I talked to her more about how she became a therapist. Mm -hmm. I also felt like I always did well in class and like professors knew me as like doing well, but I never had that step further in like getting to know them. Because I had also considered grad school, applying to grad school, and then thinking about people who like know me as a person outside of just my grades. They, I couldn't think of one person. That's so funny because I spent so much time with my professors because I'd have to go to office hours because I didn't <laughs> understand the material. I think I went to office hours for every single one of my professors and I was like, can you just like teach me? The- yeah, <laughs> teach good, me. yeah, it was good. I mean, I guess I didn't realize the how positive it was, but I, I feel like I did have good relationships with my professors, but I was not applying to grad school. I just really needed extra help. <laughs> Wait, so you did take advantage of one thing, office hours. Office hours. That's actually something that a lot of UCLA professors, they're like, yeah, no one visits me during office hours. Like, please come visit me. I'm so lonely. Because <laughs> they're me. forced to be there for like two hours, you know? I was always running to office hours. I had a really cute philosophy TA who was like, oh, please come visit me during office hours. Like, I'll buy you coffee. And I was like, oh, he's so cute. But I couldn't do it. I wasn't, it was in my freshman year and I didn't have that confidence. I thought of one thing that I really liked about college, which isn't really about college, but college gave me the opportunity to study abroad. And Mm. I would say, like, my study abroad was definitely a highlight of college because, again, like I said at the beginning, like, I don't like learning in the classroom environment. And so study abroad really offered me the ability to travel and, like, learn about different cultures and countries by being there and living there and, um, I don't know, just more interactions with the people there. But, um, yeah, I, I really st- I actually, studying abroad. I didn't study abroad, and I s- kind of regret it. Like, I think it was the right choice for me at the moment when the time comes. I don't think I was ready to go abroad, but in hindsight, now I'm like, I should have just done it, because when else do you get an all-expenses yeah. kind of included? Um, no, it's not all-expenses. Sorry, right? not all-expenses. <laughs> no, like, you're paying for college. Yeah, you're like, paying for your yeah, college. Yeah. For you. It's they organized. Like, it's structured everything. It's, it's true. You really don't have to lift a finger too much compared to now and, like, living in a new completely foreign place. And so, I don't know. Sometimes I do regret not studying abroad. I studied abroad, too, for um, a quarter in, like, the summer. So, five months. And I actually got FOMO when I saw all my friends, like, doing things without me back at UCLA. Same. But, yeah, I got over that because I was like, I'm in Japan, so <laughs> you guys should be jealous of me. <laughs> I remember you would, like, FaceTime me when you were, like, on spring break. And I was like, or some winter break. I don't know. You went to San Diego without me. And I was like, Wait, where did you fine. study abroad? Uh, Czech Republic. Prague. Oh. Europe. Um, which was great cause, because I was in basically the middle of Europe. I, I probably only spent like one weekend in the Czech Republic. And then every other weekend I was traveling because it's so cheap to all these different countries. I think I ended up going to like 17 countries. You did. You went a lot. Which is, I, again, like Leah said, I'd never have the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm kind of expenses paid obviously I was paying for my transportation but I could come back and you know have the week to do classes which were kind of a joke abroad but yeah that's (laughs) the other thing studying abroad is so easy to get A's yeah it's like it's it's, like my best semester (laughs) it was funny me and uh I went studied abroad actually with a friend from UCLA and we took we were in like Japanese like level four I think there were nine levels and our class was such a joke like 
the homework was like write two sentences with the vocabulary. I was like, I, she would literally, we get to class 10 minutes before it started. She would just do homework like in those 10 minutes before <laughs> class started. Oh my God. Yeah, it was so easy. But it was really fun. Um, but that means your passport is like full of like. Well, I thought so too. I was really excited about that. But apparently, I didn't know this, but like there's a bunch of these countries, European countries that are in this. I'm going to butcher the name, but it's like some region and you don't get passport stamps from going oh. to country to countries. It was whenever I left this region. So I got one for like when I went to like Ireland and stuff like that, I would get it. But any other time I traveled to like, like anywhere else, like Amsterdam or something like that, I wouldn't get a stamp, which is unfortunate, but it, it wasn't a deal breaker for me. <laughs> I wasn't like, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I love studying abroad. I would say if you have the opportunity and the means to, and the financial means to, um, yeah, I think everyone should have the opportunity to live abroad. Okay, I, I've had enough study abroad FOMO since I didn't do it. <laughs> but, I mean, to tie it back to what you said earlier, since you weren't super gung-ho about college, Mia, do you think it was worth it overall, like, the past, or your four years? It's a mix, because do I think it was financially worth it? Like, I feel like I could have done so much more with the money that with tuition money, basically. I feel like that if I hadn't gone to college and I had been able to use that tuition money for something else. But you didn't know what it would be, so that... Well, traveling, or like... (laughs) (laughs) That's true, though. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I would say it was worth it, but I wouldn't say... It's not the same amount of worth it that I'm sure you two would... um, say it was worth it like I'm grateful for the people I met and for the position it put me to have a college degree but college is way too expensive and I don't think it was necessarily worth the price if that makes sense yeah I think that makes sense I think since I was very fortunate to not have to take out loans for college or pay for it myself I don't really have like a a great understanding of you know how much of a financial burden it was but I do think that I could have gone to a different college with a scholarship and had about the same experience and learned mm-hmm. the same thing. So I do think college is worth it, but maybe the college I went to for that price, not super worth it. <laughs> but I do think having that experience away from home mm-hmm. and being on your own and, you know, just learning about yourself and learning how to manage your time and your stress is very important. Yeah, I think if I were to say the years where I felt like I've grown the most and like learned about myself the most they were definitely in college so for me it is worth it and like on the flip side I do have student loans I had to work my way through college kind of like I had a work study so I wasn't like super strapped for cash but it's kind of just like part of the aid they give you is like here's your work study it's like only three thousand dollars and like you're expected to for anything you earn you're supposed to, you're expected to save it and throw it towards like your student loans, but of course, no one does that. You're making $7 an hour. Like, I'm spending that on boba. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I do have student loans. And right now, because I was able to get a job after college, it like doesn't seem too much of a burden. But I know that if I like, were struggling to make student loan payments, that I would probably have a different perception of like the financial worth. I think it's also. Like, I think if I was in your situation, I had to, like, pay for college myself or manage my own money to be able to go to college. I think I'd find it more worth it just because I have that, like, drive to, like, go to class and, like, really Mm -hmm. make it worth its money. Because I feel like whenever I see people who are, like, younger than me that I knew at UCLA who are complaining about school and, like, I don't want to do anything, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. I know all these people 
have their parents paying for their college. I'm like, you're not really appreciating mm-hmm. how much they're paying for you to get this, like, you know, number one education, like, in the UC system. So I feel like maybe paying for it yourself has given it more value as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely don't skip class because we calculated how much. Once, one semester, I calculated how much each class costs. While you were skipping class? I never bed. skipped class. <laughs> I've never skipped class. I would Me go too. to class and then I would maybe doze off in class. But I was present in <laughs> class. But I just sometimes slept. But no, if you calculate how much your classes are worth and you are going for your college, just it's it's a lot of money to skip mm-hmm. a class. So if you're gonna go, if you're gonna make someone, or if you're gonna pay that much money, just like go and make your money's worth. And like even like not including the price, like just know that you're very fortunate to go to college. Like I know it's a pretty common thing, like mm-hmm. maybe among your friends or among your high school to go to college, but you think about like other countries out there mm-hmm. some women aren't even allowed to go to college like they're not even allowed the opportunity so mm-hmm. i think if you have the opportunity to go to college you should take advantage of it at least try it you know mm-hmm. maybe for a year or so yeah before you drop out mm-hmm. and then become a self-made billionaire i was gonna say you could be successful not going to college yeah. too but at least yeah if you have the opportunity you should give it a try you should try yeah so i think college is ultimately what you make of it Obviously, you can be successful without going to college, but if you have the opportunity to, we encourage you to because I think we grew a lot during our college experiences, although they were very different. Hopefully, yeah, we can one day do a follow-up on college because I feel like there's still a ton more to say about the ins and outs of college. Mm-hmm. It's not just it's hard to wrap up in one episode, but uh, yeah, I think I got a lot of insight into both of you, how you enjoyed college and didn't enjoy college and stuff <laughs> like that. So, um, so yeah, I guess we'll wrap it up there. And uh, thanks for tuning in for our comeback for season two. And we'll be back next week with another episode. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at yappyhour.podcast. And uh, make sure to leave us any DMs or questions or future episode ideas. Yeah, yeah, drop us a like. Stay in school. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.